In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I think for Anglicans, maybe for a whole bunch of Christian peoples, this is one of the favorite celebrations of the year. There's certainly a lot that goes into it. It uh, is a feast, the focus of which has changed and expanded through the centuries. We're all familiar with our modern, uh, our modern celebration, which has kind of allowed the, the, the cultural fun to be one of the grand and major parts of it. Our culture celebrates it like uh, the autumn fun of Halloween, and we hand out treats to avoid tricks of little characters of all descriptions. It's the eve of all saints, or the eve of all hallows, Halloween. But the church has always maintained that in, in addition to this fun, there's a rather wonderful and profound celebration of God through the way that God has created a gigantic family. It's a celebration of this family, all the members of the body of Christ, past and present. The earliest practice of this celebration concentrated on the revering of the lives people who gave up their lives for the faith that is the martyrs they knew many of the martyrs and some of those martyrs had their own festival days but they knew other martyrs that were only locally known or barely known and the church surmised that there were many who were not remembered at all, but nonetheless had done their part to uphold the faith and to con continue this gospel progression into the world. I think the first attempt, the earliest one we know about, to make such a feast of those kind of unknown martyrs was celebrated right after Pentecost, kind of where we put Trinity Sunday was, was their event. Eventually it was moved uh, to this day, and really that's where the two connections, trick-or-treat and, and All Saints Day, come together. The church was wise enough to borrow uh, a celebration or a uh, special observance that they couldn't get rid of out of the deep roots of the culture. This primitive religion uh, had the anticipation of winter and put together special ceremonies that had to do with frightening away the worst of what a winter could bring wanting to protect their crops and secure their survival, they created symbolic ways of, of chasing away the most powerful spirits of frost. And so lanterns were made out of hollowed out squash and people dressed up in, in uh, costumes that would be frightening. Who knows what all these real observances were but the church said we're not going to be able to beat beat them at this so let's 
pull together and replace the focus. And let's focus upon this family of God, those known and those unknown. And so we have it. We've taken a rather serious agrarian kind of primitive religion and we've made it sort of fun for all of us. I was thinking about the fun uh, I had with Halloween as a as a child and then and then the the in a way the nuisance of it as an adult and uh, I scribbled down some uh, some words uh, to have a little fun with it this morning. "'Twas the night before all saints, and all through the streets sundry creatures were stirring in search of sweet treats. They trolled through the neighborhood, rang the doorbell, and they'd take a deep breath and get ready to yell, "'Trick or treat!' hoping their host realized the payout was worth it if their safety be prized. So each time a ghoul or princess came calling, when goblins and loud ninja turtles came bawling, they opened their sacks and the bribes mounted high. The home dwellers worried so much they could cry, no tricks, please, no tricks. Take the goods, move along, back to your wild worlds, back where you belong. And after enjoying those spoils that you've taken, remember, some good dental hygiene should not be forsaken. <laughs> that's fun. Parties, knocking on doors, dressing up, that's fun. But there's something solemn that we all know about. Yes, the martyrs, but all the saints. Not only those who witnessed, that's the name of the that's the same name as uh, martyr, witness. Not only those who, who witness with their death, bravely standing up for the faith, but those who witness with their life, giving themselves, surrendering, giving up their lives in a life of prayer, in a life of service, in a life of worship. Those witnesses as well. And so we remember through this book those loved ones that went before us even recently this year. We remember those throughout our lifetime that were such saints in our own lives that we have a, a prayer of thanksgiving in our hearts every time we think of their name. Those uh, from the scriptures, those from the church tradition whose names we know, imagining that for every one of them, there are thousands we never knew. And so, not only are we pulled together as living strugglers in the faith, we find ourselves joined to a, a family to many to number. And with those numbers and with our allegiance to the head of the body, Christ, we find ourselves strengthened to give our own martyrdom, our own witness in the life that is ours. It's an important task of ours 
to be so strengthened that we have a chance to testify to the love of Christ, the strength of Christ, the healing ways of Christ. What a high calling we have to, to pull the message along with us and into the world, a message of hope to modern people whose worlds are so many times filled with elements of volatility and uncertainty, elements of complexity and ambiguity. I mean, we know our world. It's a place where we can have fears build up because of nuclear threats, security breaches, wildfire, hurricanes, earthquakes. We know we're vulnerable to that because that's been the description of the last two months. But we know that in not only these newsworthy threats, but things that happen in our lives that, that pull at us, uh, that make us worry. And so where else could such a message be so needed as in the here and now of our own experience? Yes, we have a job to do. That's why we envision, like John did in our scripture from Revelation, we envision a throne around which are gathered all of these people, too many to number, from every language of the world, from every people, every nation, gathered. And in that number, we see ourselves, we see our friends, we see those who are here. We see Father Wismer, who right now is in the piney uh, places of Camp Allen, and he gathered a group for worship this morning. All of us, we see ourselves in that vision of the end of things. And in the meantime, we see ourselves around this altar to partake of a kind of food that is nourishment and strength to say, yes, we are a beleaguered people. But there is hope. There is one who promises that even if you face persecution, hunger and thirst, mistreatment, a forcible life of meekness instead of strength, even if you face all of that, you will know filling, strength, healing, inheritance of the good things of God. That's why we like All Saints. We like the candy bars, but what we really like are those things from God, so sweet that our souls taste it. And we move out in strength. Take that message. Be martyrs, that is, be witnesses to the strength and love of Christ. The world will welcome this encouragement. Amen.